Okay, so it's uh, it's great to be with you, Samir. We we talk a lot, uh, Samir, about uh, international issues, but the big focus for this year, I think, is very much what have our countries learned about China? What particularly have India and Australia learned about the realities of of China today? I thought I might throw that question to you. No, I, I mean I think for India, this is a, a time for deep self reflection. I think uh, one of the assumptions we had in the past that we can negotiate our way into peace with China. I think we are beginning to realize that uh, it's not that easy to negotiate with China. The terms of negotiations uh, may be humiliating and uh, perhaps uh, the dragon is not interested in negotiation at this point of time. Uh, the second, of course, is that we can trade ourselves into a, 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 a kind of an entente with China. We can create peace through trade. I think uh, we have also realized that the Chinese can trade and still want you in bits and pieces. And I think we are also coming to terms with that. That's the second realization. And the third, of course, uh, is that the way globalization has evolved in the way we have created our independent linkages and dependencies with China, many of us are very lonely when we are facing up to the dragon. Uh, in, uh, on the Himalayas, it is India standing alone facing the Chinese. There is no quad. There is no global alliance. There is no partnership of democracies. Uh, so we have to rethink many of these assumptions both uh, as groupings and as individual countries. Uh, when we deal with a dragon, which is of a very different texture, I think that 100 years ends tomorrow. They want it now. I think that 100-year marathon that was uh, built into fables uh, is, is not ending in 2049. It's probably 2020. I think she wants it all now. Whether we want to give it to her, sorry, give it to him, is something yeah. that we need to think about. No, but the future is very much here. And I, I, I hear what you're saying there. I think the Australian experience is very much that We've, we've, we've been confronted this year, well, with, with realities that are less violent than those that India's faced, but nonetheless, we've faced economic coercion with the gloves off, uh, very obvious economic coercion, uh, continued uh, interference and influence operations, and this real attempt to kind of isolate and demonise Australia, uh, in our case, simply because we wanted an independent inquiry into what on earth was the cause of this COVID catastrophe internationally. But I think what we're seeing when we look to India and other countries in the Indo-Pacific at the moment is this, this new appetite to build some degree of solidarity uh, on, a, on a whole range of issues. Uh, you're right, it's not about being frontline fighters for one another, and we've got to be realistic about that. But I do see a, a turning uh, towards solidarity. And I think the question for me and for us is also, what are the costs that we're willing to pay? Because it's going to be a long game you know, a long struggle to find a settling point with China, and how do we support one another realistically in that? So I'm curious to know your thinking about that that costs issue, especially. No, I, I think that's the that's the central inquiry. How much are countries willing to do to respond to the errant behaviour we have seen in the last twelve to twenty four months from the dragon? The Indians were willing to stand outside the BRI, not benefit from many of its infrastructure projects because we truly believed it was infringing on our sovereignty. Uh, the, uh, the Australians and the Indians both have decided to, uh, in some sense, challenge the rise of the digital dragon uh, to uh, prevent its telecommunication and, and digital companies from infiltrating and controlling and, and, and uh, creating new digital dependencies that will be perverse. I think uh, we will probably lose out in the short term. We will see the drying up of Chinese investments. But I think that's a cost we need to factor into uh, a more stable and a more sustainable future. 
Uh, I think for a Chinese relationship, we need uh, to take tough decisions now. If we have to benefit on a sustainable basis from China, we need to do, take some tough stands now. Do you think India is politically ready for that? Uh, I think uh, uh, the Indian political class is being dragged by public opinion. Now, this is something new. It's the public opinion that's dragging the political class. You saw what happened to the, the sponsorship with the cr cricket series. Yes, that was extraordinary. Okay. So it, it is public opinion that is now going to be more definitive and that is going to be more decisive. And I think the luxury the Indian mandarins had of space to make foreign policy may no longer be with them. I think mood on the street is going to shake elite consensus on foreign policy. How, yeah, how is it in Australia? Well, that, I mean, that's, I'm really glad you touched on that because we are, we are both democracies for all of our, our respective failings. We are democracies and the opinion polling in Australia shows, uh, you know, an extraordinary shift towards uh, mistrust of China this year. Uh, you know, the idea that there's this glorious economic future is now very, very clouded, even though China is our big trade partner and, 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 and that's what we want. We want mutual respect. But Australia politically and at a public level, I think, is much more uh, cognizant of the fact that, that, that China's interests are generally not our interests and that it's willing to inflict significant harm on our interests and values when they clash. So I think we've got the foundations for something, but I do, I guess, wonder still how many we're going to bring along on this journey and what well, happens. Three seconds, Rory. I want your view on the US. I want uh, American, okay. uh, Australian certainty or uncertainty around the US. Your so deepest we'll, 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 we're keeping this conversation short, but I think the speech this week by our, by our Prime Minister is telling. Uh, you know, we're not writing off the United States. We know that the Trump administration is dysfunctional, but we know also that the US still has a lot to offer as a partner in the Indo-Pacific. I'm going to leave it there and let's uh, continue this conversation soon, Samir.